0: Broadcasting worldwide from the Toad Studios in beautiful central Arkansas. You're listening to Bad Choices in Bourbon. I'm your host, Dan Zecker, uh, at D-A-N-D-E-C-K-R on Twitter. And with me today is Dr. Muhammad Noor. He is professor of biology and uh, dean of natural sciences at Duke University, broadcasting out of North Carolina today. How are you, sir? And thank you for being great. here. Great.
1: I'm excited to be here on the show. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed your last several episodes. So oh, well, fantastic. Well, thank me. you
0: for listening I really appreciate that. Um, it's, uh, it's been an interesting uh, ride to get here. Uh, but as I was mentioning before the role, uh, uh, this is uh, meeting you for the first time in this capacity is precisely what the uh, show is all about. It's uh, breaking down barriers and getting to know people and realizing where we connect. And very first thing, of course, noticed uh, is your shirt. Folks, you oh, yeah. can't you can't see it, but it's Battlestar Galactica in the style of um, some base Stars and C- and Cylon Raiders uh, in the style of Space Invaders. It's uh, <laughs> it is about the coolest pop culture crossover uh, that I've seen in a hot minute. So, but welcome to the show. Thank you very much.
1: A pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you're having a good day so far too.
0: So far, so good. Uh, yeah, I've been working on some some digestive issues uh, to to kind of sort that out. And as long as I am sensible. Everything goes fine, and I'm going to get it checked out. But other than that, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, well, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, how you got where you are. What what got you to this position in life? It's pretty fantastic.
1: So in, in which capacity, in terms of my job or in terms yeah, of yeah. Star Trek stuff? Oh, okay. So... Oh, yeah, no, we'll
0: get into the Star Trek stuff. We'll... Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no problem. So in terms of my job, I mean, I've always, I always liked science and biology and things like that. So, you know, even as a kid, I used to go outside and collect bugs and do things like that. Yeah. Um, in college, what really inspired me was uh, junior year of college, I took a class in genetics and I actually put it off to junior year because everybody was telling me it was hard, but I took <laughs> it and I really enjoyed it. So then, um, I, I looked to see what some of the options were that were available for after that that had genetics in the title. There were only two yeah. other options. One was molecular genetics, which you had to be a senior to take. and I was still a junior. Then it was evolutionary genetics. And actually, funny side story: I asked my the person, I, the professor, who I would sign up for classes with, about taking evolutionary genetics, and he. he not wrongly, looked at my grades and said, You know, it's kind of a tough class. Maybe you should take something you know, a little more consistent with your ability. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, that's Being kind of good hard. Advisor, but right? I mean, he wasn't wrong if you'd look at my grades. But I think part of what happened is most of the class that had just hadn't really inspired me. I went mm-hmm. in and took that class anyway against his recommendation. And i loved it absolutely was completely enamored by it in fact i'm still very much in contact with the professor the professor who taught that class this was oh, 1991 nice. that i took that class so it's it's been you know a, thir- a good 30 years there
0: yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah, i've yeah, had, I... had
1: multiple email trades within like just in the past week just this is an example but I, got, I ended up doing a research project with him because I just love this whole field of evolutionary genetics. Basically, it's this idea of instead of looking just at inheritance in the context of one individual, it's looking at patterns across the population and being able to infer what are the evolutionary forces that are operating. They're like, oh, look, based on this, it looks like natural selection was involved. You know? That's that fascinating. Was really, it was great. And it had this good <laughs> mixture of sort of big picture and some, at the time, fairly simple math. You know, It was just mostly algebra. And I was like, I love this. There's a great logic to it. So I went to graduate school. Oh,
0: sorry. I was going to say, is that kind of in the concept that like if you go far enough back, even everything is related uh, as far as like, I mean, a lot of folks maybe don't consider or haven't been. Uh, you know, exposed the idea that even plants we're related to plants at some we're point. Even, we're even we share related a significant own... amount of DNA with plants. Yeah, right?
1: absolutely. <laughs> we're even related to our own gut bacteria. Like if you go yeah, back exactly. far enough, <laughs> talk I'd about common sure right? an ancestor with them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so no, that's fascinating. But continue. You went to grad school and and so sure. It. Yeah, I
1: went to grad school in the field, and uh, you know, I did, I did my dissertation, you know, working with fruit flies and trying to study natural selection and some fruit. Oh, the flies, ever-present fruit flies. The ever-present fruit flies. <laughs> I actually have a buckets sitting actually two buckets sitting in my backyard right now where, where twice a day i go and collect some of the wild fruit flies to use for my research project <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> so uh, also you know, some, my some wife folks during
0: first, covid did wild yeast you're doing wild fruit flies it's amazing wild fruit flies so i'm using wild yeast <laughs> to catch them so. <laughs> <laughs> see it's all connected <laughs> there you go
1: i met uh my wife whose name is julie i met her there in grad school and then from there you know uh i had a brief stint at cornell i was a faculty member at lsu for a couple of years um and then and then came to duke and i've been i've been at duke now for gosh 16 years <laughs> oh that's <laughs> Time fantastic flies, but, yeah it does it was, Honestly, it? it was it was often my dream job and i love it i still love it and here you just kind of so stumbled I, I into a, it
0: yeah i really did yeah, really did yeah. and that and I, I mean I that's a research uh, lab i kind of stumbled like, into where i'm at uh yeah. Via college yeah you know i went to school for theater um and mm-hmm. then through that though i had a work study that uh the job was to set up a cad lab for the theater department to do set design, transitioning to digital drafting and okay. the the project was uh for setting up a macintosh lab with uh old power mac g3s and well they were new at the time and yeah. <laughs> and uh fast forward you know 20 odd years and i work at the apple store so <laughs> oh nice <laughs> yeah hey. you know there you go it's, uh, hey. and there, i mean it is it is it is a direct line from that work study to what i'm doing today and i can't isn't it amazing these
1: like really small choices and i've said this massive i guess they caught the butterfly Not what you I set out to thing. do but
0: where you go you know
1: I mean, honestly, if I had not taken that class, I don't know where I would be, but it almost certainly would not be here.
0: Well, and that's one of the <laughs> fascinating things, too, is, you know, uh, it, sometimes uh, it takes a interest in order to focus – so readily on something, and you had you seemingly had an instinct that no, I think this is my jam, <laughs> yeah, and you took well, a, you took a risk on it right yeah yeah, and uh and that's that's a really fascinating way to get there, so but you mentioned you were a junior in college in ninety one so mm-hmm. I graduated high school in 93, so you're not that far ahead of me. Not not nope. by a lot. So nope. um, that's really good. We share a, a lot of generational information. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm getting there, man. It catches up, you know. Um, don't let it fool you. <laughs> that's uh, I, You know, I like to think that we've earned every one of them one way or the other. Uh, do you have any children? Because that helps. I do.
1: Yeah, I do. I do have two kids, yeah. They're two wonderful. Kids? Though, right? Yeah, oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. I know, but they still yeah. they still contribute. The yeah, worry is ever present, yeah. though. Yeah, How old are they, if you don't You're always mind. worried about
1: them. Sure, no no problem. Uh, one will be twenty two this summer, and one will be seventeen this summer.
0: Oh, gracious. Okay, so yeah, we have a seventeen year old, and the rest. I have a, uh, well, he'll be fifteen in December, and then the the little one will be eleven coming August. So oh, they're fantastic. they're well spread. All boys, but yes. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's great. That's fantastic. So you know the uh, the trepidation of the of the seventeen year old over over again, um, where we recently. Uh, he, uh, the youngster got the job, had an interview, got a job, got a senior ring and started driving by himself all in the same week. And I thought mom oh, wow. was going to have a heart attack, right?
1: That's a lot <laughs> was, of change. All it's a lot time. of growing up Ooh. all
0: at once, but he, he has done well with it. He, um, he's, uh, he's a socialist at heart, but then he's a fully invested in commun- or uh, capitalism now that uh, he gets a paycheck. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so hey, maybe uh, you can but, apply to Duke and come here
1: as a, as a student.
0: <laughs> see, oh yeah, I know he would love to, he'd love to, he's, um, you know, He's a fantastic uh, student uh, if he's interested in the topic. Uh, so he's yeah, currently thinking film studies. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you well, know, we, we
1: definitely have a we have this whole thing called Demon, the Duke Entertainment Media Arts Network, and yeah. you know a lot of the a lot of the alumni who are in sort of the entertainment and arts will come back once a week, or sorry, one nice. week per year, not once a week, <laughs> one week per year, <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> and <laughs> talk to students about their about their routes and things like that. So see, it's no, quite, quite a good thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, and of course the program here is great too. So where did you grow up?
1: I grew up actually very close to Vianne in southeastern Virginia.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So you're, uh, yeah. you've you been Southern all the time, huh?
1: Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Aside for grad uh, school. Grad uh, school, I went to Chicago, and then I had that brief stint at Cornell. But mostly, yeah, I've just been here in, in the... Virginia North Carolina area <laughs> so you appreciate
0: the uh, special nature of uh, uh, 105 degrees and 100% humidity without it raining. oh yeah no I, I grew up
1: right <laughs> next to Chesapeake Bay it was always yeah. 100% humidity but the good news <laughs> is like you never need lotion or, or no it's like all you're always, always moisturized you're good. that is a strange
0: <laughs> that is a strange difference when you go to someplace like Seattle or Oregon oh my where gosh. It's the high desert and it's dry oh. air and and you just yeah. all of a sudden your sinuses are like what's going on and exactly you your skin starts cracking exactly you don't realize how much you moisturize just by walking outside and uh, people yep. don't understand what it's like to drink the air really until you experience <laughs> it uh, but no there's a whole there's a whole world of uh, of evaporative uh, science yeah. that goes on in the in the <laughs> south it's all swampland nobody can tell you different. Is to
1: say that uh, just like the mold here, the South grows on you.
0: (laughs) It does. It does. You know, and that's, that's one of the things that, um, you know uh, I've lived in Arkansas my entire life and you know, it is, it is one of my endeavors to be the opposite of the stereotype as much as possible Um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, for all of its warts there are a lot of good things that come from having grown up in the south and you know openness and to me at least openness hospitality and um uh just a big heart is all uh, you know y'all means all and that's i don't understand where you can confuse that but that's just me (laughs) so but that's that's interesting and uh, so but you know going back one of my collaborators is it
1: one of my collaborators is actually at the university of one of my collaborators is actually at the university of arkansas where we got a couple of projects together in and he's fruit fly guy yep Fayetteville. oh We're nice well
0: wonderful yeah there's another connection and you mm-hmm. mentioned uh you mentioned earlier too that you had a once upon a time applied at the university of central arkansas which is i had 1997 uh, there yeah. yeah nice yeah and that's you know and it like one of those things a, a choice that didn't quite work out so <laughs> yep. and that they, that they never wrote me back
1: way. i'm guessing i didn't get the jobs they just oh, never they, wrote yeah, me they back never you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well
0: you know there is a there was i missed an opportunity once by by scoffing off uh linkedin and i checked in a year later and it was a legit headhunt from netflix so you know i missed that opportunity oh, wow <laughs> yeah i know it's one of those things where you're like well dang it you know so yeah. anyhow uh roads not traveled right that's not taken <laughs> hey i uh i applied at the university too and they didn't hire me so don't feel bad <laughs>
1: Oh, great. I have showed you. up in
0: purple and gray and everything, man. I was putting, wow. show. yeah, I know. I was really trying hard. Uh, <laughs> probably turned out that, I mean, it was a big project that I don't know if I would have been up to the task, but it would have been an interesting try, uh, something to do with, uh, coordinating their online, um, records so that people could download their transcripts oh. so yeah that'd have been a big thing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh but uh, yeah yeah i ended up uh gosh i think that's how i ended up at apple anyway
1: <laughs> yeah and I think uh, definitely with uh, student grades has high security on it so you exactly to all cyber exactly stuff there yeah. so
0: uh it was yeah i was like Oof, that sounds like a lot so uh but growing <laughs> up you uh you, how did you get into sci-fi what started what started that interest i'm just assuming it's a broad interest in science fiction. It
1: is. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I honestly don't remember specifically. I mean, my father was an aerospace engineer, so that probably helped contribute to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he actually worked. Yeah, he worked at NASA. He didn't work for NASA, but he, he worked physically at NASA. He was actually a professor for university, but he was stationed at NASA, given what he was studying. Oh, that's very
0: cool. Um, yeah, that was neat.
1: Um, yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. I think I just started seeing it. I was already sort of pre...
0: Predisposed <laughs> to it, for, yeah. yeah.
1: Predisposed or pre-prepped in some way for it. And I remember as a kid seeing like close encounters of the third kind. I remember seeing, no, though I actually didn't love that one. <laughs> I, remember I, ha- seeing Star I have Wars. that
0: movie like the the expanded best version on DVD, and I don't think I've yeah. ever actually played it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it better when I was
1: older, but when I was like six or seven, when that came out, and it's very it, slowly was like, paced. It's very silly. It's no e guy with Midlife crisis, yeah. you know. It's not. Yeah. I mean, you're waiting the whole time for the aliens, and it's like it's like the last five minutes of the entire movie is where you see the aliens. Otherwise Listen, man, we've all sculpted our freaking potatoes,
0: okay? Right. <laughs> so that's <laughs> a, <laughs> that's an interesting Star bit lot, though. And, when you were yeah. going to Star Wars, so um, did you get to go see Star Wars in the theater?
1: I did. I did. Not did not, not like on opening day or anything like that. But right. I did go but see, You remember it, you know, first you run remember in '77. Yeah,
0: I, I don't know. And I don't know if my mom would remember. I don't think she took me. I would have been barely two years old. So I doubt. Oh, it. wow. Yeah, uh, but I definitely, <laughs> you wouldn't
1: remember that one. Yeah,
0: I definitely know. She took me to see Superman. In, oh, the yeah. So, and that I, still, has...
1: I still get goosebumps when I hear that uh, Superman mm-hmm. intro. Music. Yeah. Every time so, I still get goosebumps. Uh,
0: Shameless plug, uh, my other podcast is called Josh, Dan, and Superman, and we cover Superman in pretty good detail uh, over there. We just started that. uh, It's every couple of weeks, and so, of course, we started with 1978 because... That's our generation, man, and we had to we had to pay homage to Christopher Reeve. Oh yeah, um, and oh, yeah. just dig in deep, and uh, especially the, we get the second movie too. Whew. That yeah, was so good. Yeah. It was good. It's good stuff, and we're gonna we haven't gotten into sequels yet. So we went through all the iterations of uh, actors who have played Superman uh, so far, and so we did Chris, and then we did uh, Superman Returns with Brandon Ralph, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and then we did the 1948 serial with Kirk Allen. Uh, And then the latest episode uh, that's out is about George Reeves. And the one that will come out next week relative to this recording is uh, we covered Supergirl. (laughs) Oh, nice. 1984, and we roped Steve Shives in to co-host with us. So. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, you know, and we're we're trying to find a way to celebrate it. And uh, there's a lot of good things about that movie, uh, but also, um, wow, <laughs> it's Super Girl. That's all you can yeah. say about it. You
1: watch the current uh, uh, TV show, the CW Supergirl Oh yeah, show?
0: oh yeah. Uh-huh. I, I need to finish it up. I haven't finished uh, the latest season, and uh, which is okay because I know that it, that kind of wraps it up. So I'll be able to to complete it oh i don't realize do it was the, done yeah oh, i think just, season five is its last season um uh, for for lots of reasons uh but uh you know uh the arrowverse on cw i do enjoy those shows yeah,
1: um, yeah. the they, science is terrible but the, oh, it is, the shows but are it's entertaining adventure. it's
0: comic books come on oh exactly, you know? exactly that's the whole point it's comic books my uh, <laughs> sure my, even my son loves last
1: yeah, we'd watch the Flash together all the time. And exactly. They'll he say they'll the say some random thing, and Adam's like, "There's no way that's true." No I'm way. Like, no, it's you not know. true.
0: <laughs> no, and the you know uh, Barry Barry is as fast as the spleeted pot. That's all you really need to know. Yeah, How fast yeah. is the Speed Force? Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still a, love a, them honestly, even though I criticize the science of laugh sure, oh. at and and you know, groan, but it's still entertaining. It's a great ride.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, not to be too crass, but our our motto on the Superman podcast is at the end of the day, shut your face. It works. I mean, have fun watching it because it's fun. It's fun. And if you're not having fun watching it, then what are you doing, man? You're wasting – time. There's plenty of other TV
1: shows you could change
0: the channel. You're using your time poorly, in my opinion, if you hate-watch things. Unless you have, like, unless it's a, it's a, uh, you know, there's a way to hate-watch with love, I guess, if that makes sense. You know, you're kind of, you're begrudgingly watching it because you love the thing that it's about. Like, some people don't, Enjoy Enterprise, but they watch it anyway with with a grudge like on their Enterprise. shoulders. I love yeah. Enterprise, you know, and that's one of the things. It's you know, there's room for everybody. In yeah. Star Trek. that's what I understand. Excited.
1: The people on social media who join a group, say on Enterprise or on Star Trek Discovery or one of these things, and they post all this hate stuff. I'm like, did you really join the group? Just to hate just on to me. be mad. I don't <laughs> like, get it. Do you not have anything better to do with your time? I mean, That's I there's mean. a lot of shows I... I don't like. I just don't pay attention to them.
0: <laughs> and I guess that maybe I hope for them that some of that wisdom comes with age because I do realize that I have toned down, like, you know, I don't drive as aggressively anymore because getting yeah. there is more important than going fast yeah. and, yeah. you know, and these kinds of things. And realizing that, you know, as you kind of cross over into that less time ahead than behind- factor in your life I think I you start you. to uh want to hold on to it and spend that time wisely because you you know you you can't it can't get begotten back and you know exactly uh take the time to play cards against humanity family edition you know yeah once or twice. and think about
1: like what is, what's the impact you want to have on the world is the impact on the world you want to you want to be like raining on other people's parade is that really exactly. what you no. want for your you life? no
0: no uh, well my thing has really you know my kids follow me on twitter that's all, oh, wow. you know, uh, if, if are, what they see is, are they going to be proud of it? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You that, know, is a, or, that is
1: something I'll say about <laughs> parenthood in general that, that I often think as I'm doing something like, what would my kids see if they saw this? It's, it's a know, good check. what are my
0: grandkids you know? going to think? Are they going to be proud that I'm their grandpa or are they going to be ashamed of what I said? Cause I don't exactly, go, I don't right. go back and re- remove anything. You know, I mm-hmm. said what I said and I'll own up to it. And if it's mm-hmm. something I made a mistake about. Well, I'll own up to that, too. Um, Good for you. you That's awesome. (laughs) Hey, listen, I'm nothing if not ignorant about a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) Same, same. (laughs) You know, my favorite saying is, uh, if I'm the smartest person in the room, where's my wife? (laughs) <laughs> you know because i'm obviously lost <laughs> oh. you know um but yeah so well do you, do you recall when trek became a part of it all or was it just i do i do
1: it actually it's funny it's a funny side story i've mentioned this on some other podcasts before too where my family was visiting another family in florida and the kids there just had it on in the background. I even remember which episode it was. It was this was the original series trek episode. Mm-hmm. This was back like around 1977-78. Oh 78, yeah, when it was on
0: like uh, syndication, Ever Horror. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. So uh, the episode was for the world is hollow and i've touched the sky.
0: Oh um, man, one of the longest yeah. titles in Trek history.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it is probably. <laughs> but um I remember watching, like, what is this? This is really interesting. I'd heard the word Star Trek before mm-hmm. and in my head I just thought it was something kind of like Star Wars. And I watched it, like this isn't really like Star Wars, but I well, like I it. It's yeah. really yeah. interesting. So, you know, when I got back then to, uh, to our home in Virginia, I basically like, found it on our local channel on syndication and just started Very watching good. it. And then from there, just, you know, watch the movies they came out, you know, Wrath of Khan, Search for Spock,
0: all those things. Did you things. get to so see that, Motion Picture in the theater when it released? I think so, but I don't, I don't remember for sure. Because it was sure. on TV real for quick after. It didn't. I yeah, mean, TV, it came on, like, TV yeah. soon, as I remember yeah, watching I have been it on, TV on television. Uh, yeah, I definitely I remember know, seeing
1: it, like, around that time, but I don't know if it was actually the My mom would definitely have see
0: Oh yeah, no, I yeah. was in the seats for Wrath of Khan. I could walk yeah. into that spot <laughs> in the theater.
1: Another right <laughs> now like just, you know, whoa, that was an amazing
0: movie. Oh right yeah, there. no, there's so 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 there are moments I will never forget. Um, being emotional as a child, and that was uh, spoiler alerts, uh, the death of Spock in, in Wrath yeah. of Khan. Oh yeah, who um, so gets me. The reveal of Darth Vader in Empire. Yeah, uh, I could not believe that I was like five, and it wrecked my world. Uh, <laughs> and I was a, a very emotionally aware child. Yeah. And, uh and then um, oh man, the death of the Enterprise in Star Trek Three. Oh my
1: God. Oh yeah. Oh.
0: So actually, she, me she ask died you a to save her boo, man. Spock yeah, was her right. longest-serving crewman at that time, and you know she would sacrificed herself to save him. And it's that's true. Let me ask you a question. A so
1: I remember. Yeah. As a kid, uh, prior to, say, for example, um, prior to prior to Empire Strikes Back, I remember mm-hmm. people already knowing that, that Darth Vader was Luke's father. And I remember prior to, you know, the end of Wrath of Khan, people already knowing, that, or sorry, prior to search for Spock, people already yeah. knowing that Spock's going to come back. I don't understand. Like, as I remember at school, people would talking about, like, oh, well, you know, in a future movie, it's going to be like that. And I remember, like, for example, them talking about uh, How they Star know? Wars saying, oh, there's going to be like, there's going to be three prequels and three sequels. But now in hindsight, like, there was no internet. How did people know that? And they were like, rumors were right have all always been
0: the way, you know? And that's one it's of, kind of the reasons. Like, I don't know
1: where that came from.
0: <laughs> well, it's like with the Star Trek and the Simpsons. It's like, you know, uh, were they were they prescient in predicting the future, or has it just been around long enough that stuff has to come true at some point? <laughs> <laughs> a little too specific for that but But, you know that's that's um that is an interesting contrast because it's often like you know our generation it was literally the schoolyard gossip and it was a friend of a friend who got the fangoria magazine or a friend of the friend who got the starlog magazine um you know i guess that's it It must have
1: been magazines i guess that's it it, it, somehow like it was out there like i remember people saying it and before it happened like oh i just
0: yeah i remember um i can't remember what it was a it was some sort of i remember getting in trouble for doing it, but I clipped up a, uh, magazine that had a lot of stuff about, uh, the wrath of Khan in it. And I clipped out all the pictures and the, and the, everything and put it in my, my photo album that uh, it was my photo album. Uh, and I got in trouble for clipping up the magazine. I thought it was weird. Cause it's a magazine. Uh, yeah. but anyway, <laughs> uh, I think that photo album is still at my mom somewhere. I'd love to dig. Oh, that that that's awesome. It's, oh yeah. I think I, I, she doesn't ever get rid of anything. And if it didn't die in a flood, then it's probably yeah. still there. Um, <laughs> oh, and I forgot to give
1: credit to. Actually, I watched the '70s Battlestar Galactica back when that was on too.
0: Oh yeah, uh, yeah that I was. Well, about that well. You know, I mean, if it was space or hero related, you could account me in the seat. Same, um, same. You know, uh, and <laughs> even like weird stuff too, like Falcon Crest. I was there for Falcon okay. Crest. I love that show. Not I watched it. I, so I, wasn't, much, I, I wasn't a huge fan,
1: but I watched. I remember Chase and all that, which Chase being in D. Space Nine later. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and uh, the thing, the thing with it too is it, uh, it came on after The Dukes of Hazard, and I'd watch it with my mom. So, oh yeah. yeah. That was the thing, you know, that in Dallas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch Dallas. <laughs> oh, my mom oh. wouldn't let me actually. <laughs> uh, it was
0: that it was probably for the better in hindsight. I don't know. It was a lot of drama for drama's sake. <laughs> So, what other uh, what other franchises hold your interest? I mean, obviously, we have Battlestar Galactica.
1: Yeah, well, definitely the, the reboot for Battlestar Galactica was great. Um, wow, you know, Fi- such good Firefly. Stuff. Oh yeah, that was absolutely stellar. Firefly was definitely a fun ride. um I guess, you know, Like you said, I mean, pretty much if it's sci-fi,
0: I didn't always did you, see uh, them. Oh, to watch Space Above and Beyond back back when it was on. you Remember that show? It was on Fox for I don't one season. That. Don't yeah. remember that one. Oh. Well, that is a that is a recommend. Okay. Um okay. it is it's out there. I don't know where you can find it on uh streaming services. I ordered the DVDs off Amazon. Uh okay. so I found a really good deal for the European release, uh, which of course is region locked, uh, but uh the DVD reader on my computer cares not for your regions. Oh, oh there you <laughs> go. So I was I was able to media shift the content to my plex server
1: (laughs) ah fantastic Fantastic. yeah
0: yeah you know liberate liberate your media folks yeah um you paid for it it's yours sort of you did
1: pay for it it's true it's fair (laughs) yeah
0: you know it's a license (laughs) but still you know
1: have you seen the actually the show that i just watched just very recently this is a show from this year from 2021 that i really enjoyed quite a bit but it's resident alien did you see this show
0: I haven't, no. Uh, it's on I the sci-fi chain. I think the second person to, check, uh, to uh, check on that. I should probably I really
1: enjoyed it a lot. And Robbie McNeil from Star Trek Voyager is uh, directs some of the episodes, and I think he's an executive producer for the whole series, too. I was
0: wondering about that. I was thinking about, you know, I mean... Uh, one of the things I was talking with um, a previous guest about is our mutual fascination with captain proton um, you know, scenarios and how it would be so great to get a, uh, a non-ironic interpretation of captain proton set in the universe where it's taken, you know, as seriously as like flash Gordon would be taken back in the day, but just done with them fully as those characters, you know, Buster Kincaid and captain proton and just into it. And, and have some fun with it for you know a couple three episodes on a short trek or something um you know robbie and garrett would be down for it oh yeah and, i think uh, they said that in the delta flyers podcast oh yeah before, yeah. Too. yeah no yeah. i i mean there's i mean seriously there's there are some things that paramount plus could do and they could just ask for more of my money and i would give it to them and it's like okay five dollars more a month and we'll give you captain proton you know uh ten dollars more a month and we'll give you ds9 and hd
1: yeah, I'm just yeah, feeling yeah. All,
0: come on take I my money too- I guess it's too
1: late now, but that would have been a good thing as a perk for the Voyager documentary. Yeah. Or like if, and if we get to like 1.25 million, then we're going to go ahead and make like a short episode of hey, dude, of Caretaker Pro-Ton.
0: or something. You know? Yeah. Uh, just to make us cry. I don't know. Or or like Year of Hell or Equinox or one of the big. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, I love Equinox. You know, yeah, one of the big crossovers. Mm. <laughs> I was I was kind of I, I was kind of laughing earlier uh, because um, I, I got an email from. Big Bad Toy Store, uh, not a sponsor, but definitely go check them out, Uh, BigBadToyStore.com. They have great stuff. You can get a lot of the um, Eagle Moss models uh, from them that aren't always available somewhere else, and the prices are competitive. Uh, But that was the thing is there's the XL model of the Equinox, and I'm like, that's a little contradictory. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, a tiny that is ship. A it's a tiny, tiny <laughs> Voyager is small, and the Equinox is smaller.
1: Yeah, um, much smaller. But, yeah.
0: um, but also, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can justify that one. I have a predilection to the XL models in the in the hope that, being that they're expensive and big, and I don't have a lot of room, that I'll limit myself to just the hero ships. But they keep putting out hero ships. Mm,
1: cool. <laughs> Where do you set them up when you get them?
0: Uh, I have a desk behind me, but my wife is encouraging me to move to the bedroom and get some bookshelves. <laughs> and she's I not see. as keen on the display. Uh, but I have uh, I have um, the uh, several of the Enterprise variants, and mm-hmm. uh, and also the recently released um, Lego uh, Space Shuttle Discovery. Oh yeah.
1: Uh, What's your favorite Enterprise? Enterprise?
0: uh oh wow uh the uh constitution refit from the motion picture really? is okay. my favorite ship design followed closely by the miranda uh okay. class uh but uh, i have big love for the NXO one NXO one would
1: be my favorite i love a, the way oh, that looks and the
0: model the the xl model for it is just superb uh yeah. it's so really it's one of the better well done ones because it's mostly die cast and you can feel mm. that and then um the one that took me the longest to come around to was the E. Uh oh, yeah. for a lot of reasons. But every time I watch First Contact and she swoops in to save the Defiant, I'm like, man, it doesn't really yeah. get any better than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh I have the Defiant as well, and it's it's uh and my recent one, maybe you can see it here, my most recent one is oh
1: look at that it's nice yeah. she's,
0: she's a beautiful what was though. the comment it's a good little ship uh oh the Literally. defiant yeah yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> from that movie
0: yeah no that's such a great that's such a great quip too delivered yeah. expertly by by Michael Dorn is worth
1: Michael Doran yeah, yeah.
0: And, uh, <laughs> but yeah that is uh that's such a great moment and I can watch that clip over and over and over again
1: it totally is. that whole movie uh, is excellent I'm really it is
0: it. no it's it's it, it is it's becoming resident top three Star Trek um uh the motion picture first contact and uh beyond kind of live in that that top tier beyond okay. is one of the i think one of the more underrated trek films oh i agree uh, with that i agree with that yeah uh, it, it they, I think they might be undiscovered stride.
1: country though i really like undiscovered else? country oh I really man Undiscovered
0: country that's uh that's just it's i don't know if i can be objective about that one anymore <laughs> because i have seen it so many times that is just rote memory and yeah. um it is the one that i have no doubt i saw more times in the theater than any other um, yeah. my friend andy and i would just that was what we did for several yeah. weekends in a row. we were like, well, we're bored. Let's go watch that Star Trek movie again because it's great, <laughs> and it was great love every time. And yeah, we were in high school, so it was. You know, that was '91, so he was the one that was old enough to drive. And he had this yeah. he had this tuned up mid '80s. I think it's like an '86, '87, '88 model. Thunderbird that his dad handed oh. down to him that was uh, uh, twisted up six with stick and man oh we had so many and a and a, and a tuned um, you know a, a aftermarket stereo system just. Whew. And uh, listening to Kiss and Rush and all that on the way oh, to yeah. the movies. Yeah, that that, that that dates
1: the era there. <laughs> oh right, absolutely. You know, that's
0: hey, got to rock and roll all night and party yep. every day, yep. right? <laughs> so, well, what like I said, what other uh, what other franchises hold your interest? Have you ever gotten into Doctor Who? Uh, you know, I, I
1: I've watched some. I didn't watch the old ones almost at all. I mean, I've seen like the pilot episode for like the whole series. But yeah. my daughter, when she was in late middle early high school. I think, or so she got really into Doctor Who. So she, you know, something to do with her. I was happy to watch exactly. it. So exactly, right? Yeah. yeah, and we watched starting. I think we watched a couple with with um Eccleston, is that his last mm-hmm. name? Mm-hmm. And then and then all the tenant, good part of the Matt Smith, and then got into the. I forget the name of the guy after Matt? Smith. Uh, Capaldi. Capaldi, yeah, got Capaldi, into Capaldi, yeah. but then she kind of dropped off with it there, and I watched That's a little bit on my own similar. after she did, but then that was that was it. And I, I think I watched one with the with the most recent Doctor.
0: I have not seen the the Jody episodes though. Yeah, I, I just support. saw the first one; it was good.
1: I yeah. wouldn't keep watching except we don't have a channel that gets it, actually. So.
0: <laughs> well, and it's so the, the, her, her run has been so spread out, too. Um, and I mean, that's typical of Doctor Who, as it were, but uh, yeah. seemingly more so with her. But I fully support uh, the direction they take with that because who totally. says you can't? i mean st- getting upset about stuff like that come to heck on man
1: yeah well i mean <laughs> you know, the master did that
0: in the, exactly the and only, missy, so like,
1: it's in universe already yeah like, what's the problem missy is one of the
0: greater characters too yeah. that take on the yeah. master she is fantastic great. just yeah. oh just evil for being evil just mm, blablabla, blablabla, mm. Blablabla. she comes in and just she's like chewing up scenery and just giving some oh my gosh yeah. that, you know <laughs> i mean it's good stuff and um and, and just getting upset about stuff like that man why are you wasting your energy I don't know. Yeah, no,
1: exactly. If you exactly. Don't and, like it, don't and again, it. if you don't like it, you know, there's plenty don't of other stuff. It. Just
0: watch something um, else. It's not ruining. Anything. Oh yeah, but
1: I was thinking about Resident Alien, though. That, that, it is, that's, that's a really yeah. good show. The premise so what's is the really premise? interesting. Yeah, it's about this alien who's crash landed on on Earth and he's living in this small town of in Colorado. It's very isolated. It's it's kind of like if, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember V from the nineteen eighties. Oh, I loved it. Yes. Yeah, me too. Oh yeah, that was great. So it's basically <laughs> V meets northern exposure but on the Disney Channel and with cursing.
0: <laughs> That's kind of the four-way of the whole thing. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, speaking of V, that is, uh, did you catch the reboot? Uh, I did, I did, in I liked that a lot. 2000s I did yeah, too, yeah. Uh, with McCare Brockering, uh, she was uh, from Firefly, and she was in Stargate, and it had um, the actor who played, uh, she was also in Lost, and I can't yes, remember. Yes, that's what I was thinking, too. I was trying
1: to remember what her name is, uh, I can't remember. And
0: uh, she's, she did a stint on House also, right? When she oh really, I didn't know that, yeah. I saw
1: her on Lost, I love Lost by the way
0: too. I may be conflating her with somebody else, but the mid-80s V, again, I was 8, 9 years old when that was on, on TV and I uh you know, I had a crush on Diana and I had some real questions to answer when she was revealed to be a lizard and I was like but still I don't know <laughs> <laughs> And that and the that's... guy who played
1: the guy who played Willie then went on to be um uh, uh, Freddie krueger yeah, yeah, Freddy Krueger, Freddy,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, England. Quite
1: uh, a change in roles there.
0: It was, yeah. No, and he played uh, he played that role really well. I always enjoyed his character on that show. Yeah, uh, same. But, uh, yeah, the uh, the the lizard reveal was one of the more devastating oh, yeah, reveals peeling of, of, of things, that time. Yeah. Oh, my gracious, yeah.
1: Or the eating and, the mice, and the too. The eating of the that? mice, too, yeah. <laughs> oh. The disjointed
0: jaw. Oh, ooh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, those effects don't hold up, but uh, no, the show is near but... and dear. Uh, I I'd was always that. mad that we never got the uh got the action figures and the toys like they had in the show. Yeah. Well they, remember they had a series but they only had one season of the series and then they cancelled it. And they cu- they cancelled it. And that seems to yeah. be the yeah, you had the mini you had the mini series and then a series and of television.
1: V and V The Final Battle and then yeah. the and then and the that series. Was it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yep. and uh, uh, hey, spoiler alert! It wasn't the final battle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it seemed like uh, it though. I mean, when they it, put out that red dust and stuff, it seemed like that was the end.
0: But it's going to be the end. But it was a uh, yeah, it was a good run. And I mean, so much, so much of that '80s uh, cheese that just didn't get a shot uh, after one season. And but it obviously left marks on a lot of us. And then what's what fascinates me is I go back and look at shows that are more well, uh, you know, well known and also. Uh, got a longer run, but feel like they were short. But something like Night Rider got like five seasons or something, and it just didn't feel like it at the time um but i guarantee you i watched all of it
1: oh yeah i definitely saw every yeah, yeah. night rider
0: oh yeah and then there's a Everyone. lot some of them where it's a lot more than i expected like if you go look up the history of airwolf there's a lot more airwolf oh, yeah. than you think there is <laughs>
1: i love the theme song as soon as anybody says the word the theme song it <laughs> the starts playing in my head <laughs> oh. so, and it was
0: such a good theme <laughs> well, yeah pure, Ames, I love pure that and uh, well I have a lot of love for that because um uh I watched it with my grandpa and that was one of the things oh, that we watched together when I was uh, and I'd go to my grandma and grandpa's house uh, almost every weekend. And so um when I would go visit with them and he was home from work we would watch Airwolf and a couple of other those that. shows and, and another one like oh um oh was I can't remember what the name of the show was but the detective Mike Hammer hmm can't remember
1: oh it was Uh, called something like wasn't it called my camera or something like that something like that but it
0: had the runaway it was like mickey spillane's my camera or something yeah exactly exactly uh (laughs) stacy keach man and uh, we would watch that and then there was another um short-lived sci-fi series about some aliens and the only thing that i can really remember is it involved pyramids and they kind of held the guns upside down and I, I, <laughs> I don't that is this. not even <laughs> enough to Google what no. the heck it might have been. But, <laughs> I mean, hilarious. I've started with less and found more, but I don't think that's enough to get that's started not a, with. Yeah.
1: The thing I loved when I was a little kid, I liked um, the cartoon Star Blazers, which is based oh, yeah. on the – yeah mm-hmm. based on yep. the space battleship yamato uh, yep. anime stuff at the time
0: well and you know a lot of our a lot of our great cartoon uh, uh was just ported anime and we didn't know it at the time
1: yeah, um, yeah.
0: you know like I. Robotech. Uh, I have done an episode Ultron. of uh, uh, Voltron. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, Voltron has uh, surprisingly long-lived uh, history up to modern. I'm times. surprised yes. how many
1: people know it now. Who like yeah. who, are, who are you know twenty thirty? Like wow, how do you know Voltron?
0: But well, the older show is still pretty good. It's you know yeah. it is what it is. Uh, yeah. But it's narrated by Peter Cullen, one Optimus Prime, so that's not bad. Uh, and then, but there are two modern retakes. Uh, oh, I
1: didn't even they, know that was true. Okay, so I explained uh, yeah, there it was though. one that was done <laughs>
0: on Nickelodeon, uh, a couple okay. three seasons, uh, and then there was one uh, on Netflix that has been as pretty excellent, done by the same animators that do uh, the Last Airbender. Um, so it's in. Oh, that Avatar: style. Last Airbender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be I like know, the, right? the best show oh, yeah. of all One time. One of the best shows of all time, absolutely. Oh. Um, <laughs> and uh, I have had I have had to. Uh, I mean, I've had folks who just outright will not watch it because it's animated, and I'm like, "You are a you're, just, you're missing out. Depressing. <laughs> it's depressing. It <laughs> really is. Um, the last four, the entire series is worth it. Period. But yeah. the entire series is worth it for the last four episodes. Yeah.
1: Period. Yeah. <laughs> And also, like the first season was okay, and then get, and then like when you get, oh, by the time you get to the Fire Nation, that, that's when it's like oh, okay, now it's like amazing.
0: <laughs> well, and what it what it did is, and it, it gives the audience a lot of credit. Um, it invites you to take the journey with them, and it allows mm-hmm. you to watch the characters grow. The first season yeah. is very amateurish, and what what a lot of people don't realize about the time frame is this is only a year. It takes place yeah. in you know in less than a year, and so you see yeah. Ang grow very quickly. Uh, yeah. He becomes an incredibly mature 12-year-old by the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, too, uh, I don't understand why Cora gets so much uh, dismissal. Um, I thought it was pretty good <laughs> myself. I haven't watched all of Korra, but what I've seen has been again, really good. Again, I haven't watched all of it either, but I was mm-hmm. I was impressed. And I was, again, yeah. I was willing to go there because I thought it was a, a nice update to that universe. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, yeah no, no. One of the things I love it well one Mark Hamill does some voice uh, work for it and that's just great. Oh yeah, but, Fire Lord, <laughs> uh, he's the best. Uh, but Aang is the clever hero, right? Um, and he wants to solve the problem without violence every time. Uh, mm. He wants to. He doesn't want to fight you, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things too. Like people get, I think they forget about Captain Kirk. Is they always remember pew 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 but given the opportunity and preferable to other choices captain kirk will always try to be clever
1: he will that's fair you know? that's an absolutely uh, fair
0: point and and uh, i think people forget that because they want the swashbuckling kirk which is actually a very low percentage of kirk you know
1: <laughs> this is more memorable i think in some way it you is, know, you, when it you is. think of the, the consummate negotiator the sure, picard know? you know you don't <laughs> think of kirk as you know, I mean, he did try to solve things with uh, with peace, but I mean, he wasn't this actual negotiator. He didn't give, like no, these really no. good. No, But
0: he, I think, he yeah. liked to feel smarter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. just egotistical enough to want to feel smarter. I think is more. Yeah. Is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, so check out the you know the the update to Voltron if you've got Netflix. Um, okay. It's actually pretty good, and again in that same style uh, as Avatar, along with the you know good writing and and characters that uh, that hold up well. So. And of course, it's Voltron. So, yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. <laughs>
0: that was that was fun. Now, did you did you uh, uh, were you uh, old enough for Transformers, or too old for Transformers, or did you get into that? I was a little bit on the old
1: side, so I saw it a little bit, kind of in the background, but I didn't I didn't watch you didn't it you Collect close the toys to or anything? Yeah, no, I didn't collect the toys. No. I Ask remember them that. being. I remember GoBots around the same time too. oh man the go bots <laughs> were
0: like discount transformers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were so they were not very interesting toys <laughs> yeah not yeah. a lot of playability after the first because they were like three steps yeah yeah. Uh, yeah you know <laughs> do you watch
1: the so back to star trek do you watch the current series like i uh, do i Discovery, love i'm
0: fully embracing all of the new trek uh the prodigy news just came out uh, yeah. and that's exciting uh and i Here's the thing, too. um, You know, the animated series uh, doesn't get the recognition that I think it's due. One, because uh, I saw it when I was very young, and of course it was Star Trek and it was a cartoon and signed me up. Uh, But also animation gives Trek the limitless boundaries it needs to be able to be Star Trek purity, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that they can incorporate such diverse and interesting characters and alien characters that mm-hmm. look and can be alien because they're animated. That's fantastic. You know, that's yeah. how we got MRES and that's how we got uh, the three arm navigator. And yeah. all of the, that was exactly,
1: know, the, it was the reason you just described is the reason when I wrote my, my, my book on science and Star Trek, that I specifically didn't use the animated series because it, it leaves the boundaries of what's possible a little bit <laughs> further by, it but does. I mean, as a show, it's great. I mean, as a it, show, is. It, it goes, it goes
0: into a bit of fantasy, yeah. Um, but if you want an Aztec space dragon, you can have an Aztec space That's dragon. That's right. You know? uh, and, or if you want a negative universe where everything goes in reverse and you end up with baby Kirk, you can have that. Or turn um, Kirk
1: into something that only lives underwater. Exactly. Yeah, no, I and,
0: and you know. And one of the interesting tropes, too, is they have the life support utility belts and they just pop on a belt and go down to the yep. planet. And they're kind of got this golden aura. And I was like, that would have been perfect for the TV show. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, now you know, some of it is fantastical, but the, the point is, of course, the animation, it takes away some of the things that we can't do That's right. in the live action shows. Yeah, um, yeah. The story and, has and,
1: to trump science. I mean, it's, it, people aren't watching National Geographic they're watching Star Trek you know
0: and you know some of the best Trek is kind of rooted in a a understanding of physical science as we know it today but also you know we're talking about three to a thousand three hundred to a thousand years in the future and you know I mean if you go back three hundred years from now or a thousand years from now science ain't nothing and what we can do now (laughs) looks exactly like magic so yeah it's true you know uh what we are capable of if we manage to not extinct ourselves in the next 300 years yeah right (laughs) i mean we're trying real hard uh oh it's something it must be something to be the first species that can self-extinct but you know i guess we're going to figure it out um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see any of it as incredulous. Um, even the, in the, even the mycelial network of the, you know, we're okay. We'll accept that there's a subspace where a magical rock that can control matter, antimatter annihilation, uh, processes is also connected to this subspace, which allows us to travel at ridiculously faster than light yeah, no, I have subspace without relativistic time concerns.
1: Yeah, I mean, my my colleague, uh, Dr. Erin McDonald. I, I see my colleague is, she's she's actually the, the main science advisor for all the Star Trek franchise. But she she said that you know basically subspace is essentially just like the area between folds of space time.
0: Yeah, it, it, exactly. it kind of works. It yeah, kind of works. Well, and you know. and that's the you know that is the go to explanation for when you need to know how a transporter can turn you into energy without vaporizing you. Subspace. It's the yeah. only way that happens because the amount of energy required to turn you into energy is going to vaporize you before that process can take place unless there's some intermediary. Because <laughs> uh, think about it. I mean, it's an insane amount of power. Uh, it's, I mean, it, it's probably an infinite amount of power if you follow the equation. Uh, but Trek cares not for power concerns. I mean, if you nope. start trying to think about it, there's no way a starship. Well, runs. if you if you can
1: have a matter of anti if you can control a matter-antimatter reaction, you probably can have just about almost as much. You can power. can
0: yeah. Do. You can have as long as you you know as long as you refracture your dilithium crystals. Appropriately, there you go. <laughs> or, or Scotty will shut down your warp engine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh man.
0: <laughs> oh man, theoretical science is fun. Now, okay, but like theoretical science in your field, what kind of, is there such a thing as like theoretic, theoretical biology? Do you
1: mean do you mean an evolution or the stuff like yeah at Star exactly
0: Trek? the stuff that no the stuff you study is the oh name, I study the, yeah like, I mean, there's, the there's theoretical all sorts of science theories. involved in that yeah yeah I mean
1: there basically. You have, if you're going to test something, you have to create a testable hypothesis, right? And you can't just come up with something and say like, it could be this, but there's no way we'll ever know. Like nobody, at that point, people are going to be like, well, that's not science anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we have, we have no way to ever find out
1: if X is true. (laughs) Yeah, so it's usually the, the the key is to find a way to make hypotheses testable. So we always do that. And yeah, I mean, we do that all the time in my research lab. Right? We'll, we'll come up with some explanation for something saying, well, I think if this, if X is true, then I'm going to do this experiment. And if so, then I'll, then I'll see uh, outcome A. If it's not, then I'll see outcome B. Yeah, we do that all the time.
0: Fantastic. Well, let me ask you this then. Uh, sure. What is either the uh, most fascinating thing you've discovered in your research or the thing you're most excited to work on? Or both. You can answer both.
1: It's a good question. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say. I mean, the the research project I'm working on right now, which is actually a completely different sub area of evolutionary biology than what I've worked on in the past, is we're trying to understand why there are so many lethal gene variants in natural populations. So, like, if you take humans for example, like you mm-hmm. and me, you know, um, you know, our, our you know our neighbors and things, I'm avoiding relatives for a specific reason. You'll we'll see why in a yeah. second. Each of us probably has one, maybe two lethal gene variants somewhere in our genome. Like it's 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 bad enough that it could kill us, but we only have one copy of it. Remember, we get one copy of every gene from mom, one copy from dad, right? We only have one of those copies. And if you only have one copy, you're okay, right? If you yeah. have two copies of that same lethal variant, then you're going to die. Like you oh, will wow. die before you even reach adulthood. <laughs> and everybody has these things. And this is true, not just in humans, but in fruit flies and all these other animals too. So big question is, why are these so common? Now, this is by the way, one of the reasons that it's bad to have kids with your siblings.
0: Yeah, because okay, you're likely to you have go. the
1: same lethal gene variant, and you're likely to bring those two things together. Yeah. Whereas I have one, my wife has one. We probably don't have the same one. We're not at all related. You know, we have a different gene variant, so it's okay. Everything's it's masked, right? In so, the but kids. the
0: the percentage is not zero.
1: No, percentage is not zero. That's crazy. That is interesting too. So what we've been trying to do, this is the reason I have the, I think I mentioned before we started recording that I have some buckets that I, I catch wild fruit flies in sitting out in my backyard. What I'm doing now is I'm just sampling tons and tons of wild fruit flies. I'm seeing that, you know, if you, if you isolate one of their chromosomes, about half of that particular chromosome have some lethal gene variant. It's rarely the same one, but every now and then you see the same one popping up more than once in different unrelated fruit flies. So what we're doing now is we're basically just going through, we're doing some genetic crosses and we're doing some dna sequencing we're identifying what are these mutations that are actually doing that and then from that our next step is going to be to try to infer what the evolutionary forces are that make it persist so there's a couple of explanations one is just that the number of genes that can mutate to cause lethality is high enough and the number of mutations is high enough that on average everybody gets one because you know when when you're making a new copy of our genome it, it messes up just that often Right, so that's right. one explanation. There's no big the check expla-
0: in, the, in the DNA. <laughs> no, exactly.
1: Well, I mean, there are actually some error checking mechanisms, but it's not perfect by, by any means. Um, the other explanation is that maybe there's actually an advantage to having one broken copy for some of those genes. And that might allow some of them to persist. So an example that people often use like that is sickle cell anemia. Mm-hmm. If you have two copies of the sickle cell anemia, thing, then you have sickle cell anemia. That's obviously really bad. If you have just one copy, you're basically healthy, right? You're basically healthy and you're actually resistant to malaria. So if you live in an area where malaria is really abundant, there's actually an advantage to having one of these mutations that if you had two copies of it, it would, it would likely kill you. But one copy actually makes you slightly better off.
0: Now, so, would there be some correlation in that to like the globalization of the human population? Oh, As yeah. As we've yeah, yeah. migrated these variants where they would have yeah. been advantageous in someplace those else yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely wow. the case absolutely it's wow. so
1: like right now there's not much risk of malaria here in the united states but we do see people with sickle cell anemia but it's right. often because they're coming from more tropical areas and exactly they're those well, right there's
0: equatorial there. africa has had exactly. a large influence and, and that population is more susceptible to sickle cell exactly anemia. and so wow that is that is fascinating yeah. No, yeah, so that's See, that's, that's an example of project we're
1: working on right now.
0: <laughs> well, and one of the things too that you know just to kind of make a point of it uh, for the folks who may or may not understand, um, one of the one of the counter arguments to evolution is that it is not observable. But you have fruit flies that you can observe this in generationally for la- I mean, because they they um, they procreate so quickly. I mean, their life cycle is yeah. just weeks. enough to get the information you need, right? And yeah. so you two can weeks iterate to, weeks across quickly. generations. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you can iterate incredibly quickly. Um, and that is that is not uh, that is not end over end. That is kind of an algorithmic and exponential growth, right? So yeah. it isn't oh, just yeah. every no, two weeks we, we get, get another if, batch. Yeah. If we get
1: one wild fruit fly, we could easily have, in terms of her descent we could easily have thousands within like a couple of months.
0: Yeah, see, and so <laughs> the, these processes, these natural selections, these genetic mutations, these things that prove evolution as, as so also uh, understanding the difference between I have an idea as a theory about how thing might work versus a a scientific theory that is a provable step to get yeah. to that conclusion. Thank you for making that and distinction. Ever, and ever-evolving, uh, as it were. Um, and, you know, that's the one thing uh, that I like about science is it's not afraid to admit it was wrong because that meant oh, some yeah, no, I mean, something and There's plenty
1: of conclusions I've had in previous publications that, you know, based on the evidence that the time that this looked correct but then we got more data to you know later graduate students who worked with me did you know some further experiment oh, it's like, oh. the
0: only time where it's exciting to be wrong oh uh, absolutely oh, absolutely yeah no, i'm no i had a student
1: who just finished not too long her name is uh dr Catherine coronas but she actually disproved you know something that uh, and i was very convinced of back in 2004 and we had a publication at the time saying it but it turns out there was, there was something that I thought was extremely unlikely as an alternative hypothesis, but she actually showed nope that that is much, well actually I wouldn't say she disproved it, but she showed that that alternative hypothesis is much more likely than I thought. So there you go. Now See, it's more an either or. Well,
0: it could be this, could be that. Well, and and that too. The the beautiful thing about it is um, when you when you come at it with the right uh, open mindset, it isn't that you're wrong; it's that we have new questions to answer.
1: Exactly. exactly. Well, I mean, you can't be wrong
0: too, (laughs) right? Right. I mean, that's true. (laughs) To be fair, but then you still end up with more questions to answer. Absolutely. Uh, Which I mean, if if, uh, learning should always be, I think, part of uh, any something you do every day. Yeah. I mean, mean. even if it's just trivial, learn something new, just because you got to keep the storage mechanism working, or it's going to. And that's actually the
1: funnest part about doing research is just you sit there with this team of other people who you're really excited to work with, and you have similar interests, and you're just literally just like. How do we figure this thing out? And we will go out there and we yeah. explore it. And amazingly, we actually get paid to do this. It's, it's exactly. truly a privilege. Well, and that's the it's that's the key
0: to any. I think that's the key to any happy uh, work engagement. Is no matter what you're doing, if you're passionate about that work, working with people who are passionate about that work, that is the key to it. Um, you know, because how else do you? You know, there are days that I literally just go to work to be with the people at work. You know, and the rest of the day works out because we're there to support each other but i mean because sometimes it's like i don't want to do this again you know yeah. it's one more day in the trenches uh yeah, but you know you. the people the the people that love me and love you for being there you know that makes it worth it so yeah no, i love my co-workers
1: fantastic and especially yeah, people exactly. work in my research lab they're fantastic
0: now do you still actively teach also i do well i mean yeah. right now
1: since i'm serving as dean i have a much reduced teaching load so all i'm doing is graduate seminars but when i when i wasn't So I've only been dean for two years, it's not that long, and and I only have one more year left in my term, but I was teaching undergrad classes. And you know, I'd often teach like the big introductory genetics and evolution course, which was yeah, you know, that had a big you know, that had a big rush. Yeah. It's like you know, three to five hundred students to this. out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're literally standing on a stage. <laughs> going yeah, over things. that's awesome. It was really fun. And I have okay. actually an online class. If anybody wants to see it, I mean, if you just go to Coursera, which is a free uh, free service, you can this. go to Coursera yeah. and see actually my my class on there. And I have like the lectures on. Basically, it is an introduction to genetics and evolution. That's the name of the class.
0: Oh wow, that's um, fascinating.
1: Yeah, the right before I started as dean, that semester before it, I had a class that was so much fun. It was basically my introductory genetics evolution course, slightly lower level aimed at non-majors, but the class title was Genetics Evolution Star Trek.
0: Oh, we'd yeah. Was li- that on Coursera watched...
1: also? No, that was not on Coursera. Oh, <laughs> there that, that would be a problem with putting that one on Coursera, given all the, the rights aspects. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That
0: is fair. That's true. But we literally you like do, uh, you
1: know watch little clips of Star Trek episodes and, and use them to teach the same concepts that are in the majors class just at a slightly lower level because it's a non majors class so it's fair. Oh, that's amazing! So yeah. much fun! So oh, much I fun! To do that. I can imagine.
0: I can imagine. Well,
1: it sounds like you use my we use my book as the textbook for that. So that was fun.
0: <laughs> oh, there, well, there you go. It sounds like you have uh, you do enjoy being the teacher also.
1: Oh yeah, uh, very much so. Very much. So. I well, this teaching uh, right now.
0: I can imagine. Well, that's a, you know, that, that being that introductory person, um, about something that you enjoy, uh, is really kind of a special moment. Um, you know, there are times when, uh, I get to be the first person that people meet ever that for Apple, you know, and what a great opportunity. To, yeah. you know, be because there's a there's a kind of an expectation if you didn't know <laughs> about about how we're meant to behave and, and uh, interact with folks. And just to be able to be that person to uh, welcome them into something that you're passionate about is you yeah, know, it's a, yeah it's an incredible experience or introducing people to Dungeons and Dragons. That's another yeah, yeah. thing that I well, again to the
1: do. students too are, are just absolutely incredible. like the, the creativity they show. So actually for the final project. I couldn't decide what to do for the final project. And I'd never taught the class before that. So I basically just left it to them. I said, tell you what, why don't you guys give me proposals of what you want to do for your final project? They don't have to do the same thing. They could do different things. And oh my gosh, the things they came up with were so
0: incredibly creative. You want to kind of let them do it all, right?
1: Yeah, and I just, I just said, you know, basically I said, show me a proposal. You know, every now and then somebody wrote something. I was like, yeah, that, you need to do something a little more substance. Let's rework that. that a
0: little
1: bit. <laughs> but it's okay. It was a proposal. It was okay. But, you know, in the end, everybody came through with something stellar. Like some of them decided to make this rap on on Genetics and Evolution talk, going over some concepts. That was great. Some of them, like, filmed the Star Trek scene that had, like, good science to it and incorporated a bunch of the concepts. <laughs> there were so many great things. And, and, like, the level of effort they put in, the level of creativity, it was just It just blew me away. That is amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's that speaks to your level of engagement as an educator too. I think because um, you know even if it's just kind of a passing interest, or they they, or they took that class, you know, like you said, the the introductory class for non majors. Um, obviously, there's an interest, and when you when you have kind of a passing interest in a subject like that, it I think it says a lot to be rewarded with a fun with a fun time at it because um, you know that's your only shot. <laughs> or yeah, yeah. you may and you know if they're undecided heck that may be what pushes them to the next you you know uh it yeah, only takes or whatever, one, right? or whatever direction they want to do then all the better exactly but it only <laughs> yeah. takes one right you only have to no, you true. only have to hit one and, and we had, uh, um, we had jane world. brooke
1: we had jane brooke who uh plays admiral cornwell in star trek yeah. discovery we had her come as a guest she's actually a duke alumna oh nice. so she she came to the class and met the students and, and talked about her career path and you know what it was like to, you know work in Hollywood and, so and how she went from character. Duke to there yeah, what's that so,
0: so sad about her character oh about her character yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, she was great she was great yeah no I loved, uh, talk about around. talk about convenience of plot but anyway <laughs> <laughs> you're telling me that a <laughs> that a blast door is gonna stop photon? okay yeah. We'll just, we'll take it seems like they could have used one me. of those
1: little robots to go in there and just flip the one switch oh there's too. A, so <laughs> lot of there's so many things they could have done besides blow her up oh, well. she yeah. went out like a
0: she went out like a mensch so what can you say oh well. yeah
1: she's <laughs> wonderful and she's a, she's a super nice person too i love oh can. oh
0: yeah no i i think this new batch of uh Trek actors who've grown up with us uh who are yeah. fans like us and who have kind of embraced the social media aspect um have given us a whole different experience yeah. with uh you know uh i've had uh previously on the show i've had john billingsley and, and noah averbot kotz oh that's yeah, because yeah they're, they're both open great to yeah. yeah and that's because they're open to being a part of this yeah and, and the writers
1: um, are fantastic too i mean you know yeah. i've, I've oh, yeah. a lot yeah. with with you know, michelle paradise and erica lippel and, people, and they're bowie cam such I've, incredibly incredible people Incredible. I, you know, so label creative, me a CBS so show.
0: I'll, I'll gladly be a Paramount Plus shill. I, um, I will be there for every new trek until I no longer breathe air. Um, the last thing you're going to hear at my memorial service is the transporter effect. Uh, you know, <laughs> i am going out hardcore my wife has agreed that that will be okay and oh. i just i just need to get it in the will uh oh, for a long time from now long time oh yeah yeah now. yeah yeah no at least another at least another uh, doubling over where i'm at now uh, would be up. nice i'm not asking for much um, but, uh, uh, I know that you have other things to tend to, and I, uh, really appreciate your time with us today, Mohammed It has been a pleasure. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, and, uh, is there anything you want to shout out, get out there or say hey to before we close it down?
1: Uh, I mean, I guess if people who are interested, I mean, I have a YouTube channel where I, uh, talk about the science in various Star Trek episodes. It's called BioTrekki Explains. If you just go on YouTube and search for BioTrekki it's spelled B-I-O-T-R-E-K-K-I-E biotrucky explains it'll come up and people like it great
0: Yeah, thank you. uh, I'm going to go subscribe, and so should you.
1: (laughs) And speaking (laughs) of
0: subscribing, thank you all uh, for lending me your ears again this week. It is always a pleasure for you to visit with us, and hopefully we earn them again for next week. If you would like to support this show, please do so by sharing with your friends and getting the word out about how much you enjoy listening to this. Check out the back catalog and uh, get to know some other folks. And um, if you really, really have a means to want to support the show, though, you can do so at Patreon.com. And uh, for as little as $3 per month, you can gain early access to these episodes and uh, the back catalog of uncut episodes where you might hear some interesting outtakes. Uh, So um, otherwise, though, it's much appreciated. This show will be free and ad-free every Thursday for as long as I can manage. And with that, I'd like to say thank you from the Toad Studios and good night. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah.
1: Or in forever or not that. that's it, probably uh, my probably my wife or somebody gave it to me at some point
0: well that's uh Battlestar Galactica is uh what I consider one of the four pinnacles of my star franchise where I can no longer be objective or comparative and that's Trek Star Wars Battlestar Galactica and Stargate and those Never watched Stargate, just... but those
1: three are definitely my big three too.
0: Yeah, so um, Stargate's right up there. Uh, it's it's a hard start because it's a little dated now, but it is definitely worth the effort. Um, yeah. But uh, the I have a story.
1: One end was Stargate Universe, the last one. It was. It one was, and
0: it kind of went a little. It went a little uh, darker in that element, but it was a good ah. show, and I enjoyed it. Um, gotcha. But uh, I have met uh, Edward James almost. Uh, oh, really? By, I've never met yeah. him. Oh, he's, oh, he was a good character, man. Uh, when I was in college uh, once uh-huh. upon a time in 97, um, I, the University of Central Arkansas is just about six blocks from where I live now. That's where I went to school. Yeah. And I was in theater. And so I applied for a job there once. <laughs> did you really? Oh, yeah. wow, that's amazing. Yeah, go Bears. Um, <laughs> uh, and so he was there to speak to the student body as part of a speaker yeah. program, but the director of theater um, was the one coordinating that, and she was also the teacher for the acting two class. And so she yeah. asked him to come speak to us, and it was myself wow. and about 15 other people. And we basically had a private audience with uh, Edward James Almost, was pretty fantastic. Wow! And that was the actually, course, that was before the Battlestar and everything, that was like that's right. So that's right. actually, it was 1997
1: was the year I applied for the job there. Oh, that's amazing. It, as you were saying that, I'm like, oh wow, that was actually the year. What an
0: interesting crossover! And that's kind of yeah. like what this show is all about like the weird ways people kind of cross us over. Uh mm-hmm. and with that I'm going we'll to go ahead and start the recording for sure. actually uh I've got it going. I don't have to record the Zoom call. That's fine. So we're good to go. Uh it's just nice to see each other. So uh um, yeah. and I'll introduce you as uh Dr. Muhammad Noor, uh mm-hmm. professor of biology and dean of natural sciences at Duke University. It's a good a title. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you. And then we Thanks. can go from there. All right. So and this is this is just so fantastic cuz you know Bad choices in bourbon are not required to be on the show. Yeah, uh, I don't drink anyway, so that's
1: good. Yeah, see, there you go. And I was just—it
0: was just an interesting name. Uh, Once upon a time, and I like I it. Stuck with it, um, and but the show's turned into just. Yeah, kind of a get to know you. So yeah, it's really. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I love
1: the one with Vianne. That was great. I really oh, thanks. That. Yeah,
0: no, she is just she is something else, man. I yeah, I've
1: never I, met her in person, but I interact with her so much online. I feel like I know her. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: and that was a that was a real treat to to get to visit with her because she's just yeah. turned out to be just a nice a, a nice. She checks on me like health wise, makes sure I'm doing good. Aww. She's constantly, like, almost every day there to make sure I'm okay. So, I mean, yeah, big, big ups to her and Stevie Lee, too. Uh, yeah. We just adopted each other as siblings. Yeah. Like, you Stevie know.
1: actually designed the logo for my channel. Uh, yeah. That's um, one of the things that it's on. Oh, can you oh see yeah. It?
0: Oh, yeah. Look at
1: that. It's kind of, there it know, is kind
0: of, oh, that's great. Yeah.
1: Shows up that's briefly great. there.
0: <laughs> um, she did my avatar on Twitter. So, oh nice! Uh, nice yeah, thing. she did a you should have rendition. That too. I don't, I don't well, <laughs> so you know, my last name is Decker, and there's a connection with Star Trek with Commodore Decker and, yeah. and his son later on, and uh, and so I adopted the moniker the Commodore, uh, oh. and she did a rendition of me in a first contact era, you know, Deep Space Nine era gray. Uh, with the Commodore Pip, and, but the constellation nice. in the background as the starship. So ah. it's a little, mis- it's a little of um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, time was periods. Deckard,
1: but was Decker the one on the planet with the pledge and everything? The planet?
0: No, he was on the one with the planet killer. Uh, so oh, Machine, that's Commodore right, that's Decker, right. Yeah. Don, 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 yeah, he goes don, don, nuts don, and yeah, tries yeah. to take over the universe. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it fits, it fits. All right, uh, so I'm just going to do the intro here. And... It's the Exeter.
1: The Exeter was the one with the, the Pledge guys.
0: Yeah, yeah, where they go yeah, down yeah. to, uh, and it's the Combs and the
1: the Yeah, yanks. yeah the Yanks yeah. and the Combs. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. That's, that's one of the definitely, dude. <laughs>
0: that's a skippable episode. Oh, yeah. man, Colonizer. All right.
1: Yeah. I had that one on my Viewmaster when I was a little kid. Oh, my gosh, the Viewmasters.
0: That's so great. It's so great. All right, couple beats here, and I'll do the intro. And sure. where, where is, uh, forgive me, but where is Duke? And is Duke, that in? Uh, Duke
1: is in Durham, North Carolina.
0: Durham, North Carolina. Okay, so coming from North Carolina. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Right next to Raleigh. Yeah, I've got a friend who lives there. All oh, cool. great. Right.